This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 208. This one dedicated to the world of UFC. Uh, if this is the first time you've ever come across us, you can subscribe to us uh, via iTunes, Fight Disciples. You can get all our Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, and we're all over social media too, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've also got a YouTube channel. Search Fight Disciples and you'll get loads of content coming your way. It's not just a multi-award winning uh, podcast. Two years on the spin, we have been named uh, the best sports podcast in the UK at the British Podcast Awards. Absolutely official. Uh, I would be able to tell you more about that award ceremony, but I've never been because I'm the gimp in the corner that they keep away from award ceremonies like that. Mm-hmm. The good-looking boy that is Nick Pete uh, attends those things. He's the face of the podcast. Um, and I am just the, well, I just do what he says. Uh, so that's basically how this goes down on a week-by-week basis. And today we are dedicating this one to the world of uh, UFC. And I'll tell you something, my friend, I'm quite happy to be talking uh, about UFC in the light that we're going to talk about over the next few moments mm-hmm. uh, because we got a card at the weekend and we got a main event. <laughs> do we get? Do we class it as a main event? I don't know if we class it as a main event. We got a main event at the weekend which kind of lived up to the billing, yeah. even though it wasn't a main event title fight as such because it wasn't. Yeah. It lived up and I come away from UFC 225 with a bit of a smile on my face, satisfied that I got out of it what I wanted to get out of it, even though the belt wasn't on the line. It's a weird feeling. Even though the belt wasn't on the line for the main event between Whitaker and Romero, yeah. I came away from it thinking... That was brilliant. Yeah, I kind of like that. That, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> that. that were all right. That was good. Yeah, that was sound, mate. I'm all right with that. Cool. Yeah. And I forgot that he missed weight. There you go. Well done, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Don't forget, though, he missed, missed weight by 0.2. Pounds. Well, I know, let, and he talk- should have had an extra hour. There you go. They fucked it up, didn't they? Let, let's talk that before we talk. Which fight. is unusual Be- for the UFC to mess up on that scale, you know. Apparently, in in Illinois, for anyone who doesn't know, in, in Illinois, in the commission in that region, they allow two hours. Uh, if you fail to make weight, they they give you a two hour window to come back and make weight. But the UFC must have got lost in translation somewhere, and they made them force them back on the scales within within an hour rather than two hours. And unfortunately, by doing that. He missed weight, and he he is convinced that if he'd given him the extra hour, well, of course, he would have got those. Well, he originally two, weighed in two pounds off, one pound over, so one eighty five, one eighty six, one eighty six. So yeah. if it wasn't a championship fight, it'd have been okay. Yeah, uh, because it is a championship fight, he's got to make one eighty five. Yeah, he goes away for an hour, and he weighs back in point two over. Mm-hmm. That would suggest if he'd had the other hour, yeah, he would have done it. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, yeah. which was a bit of a, it was a whole bit of a farce. To be fair, it was uncomfortable watching Yol in that particular situation because, yeah. again, I know that we spoke about this last week after the Darren regarding Till the video. Darren Till video. Yeah, we saw that and we saw how 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 um, how drained he was. And watching Yol in that uh, in that form with his frame, it was it, listen, it's an uncomfortable watch. Even for us, I mean, we're around it. We get to see it on a on a day by day, week by week basis. It's not unusual, but no. it's still. We it's still uncomfortable to see when you do see it. I anticipate that Yoel will probably be forced now to go up to two or five. No, I don't think so. Well, he's struggled. He's done it twice now, mate. I mean, how many times is he going to keep fucking losing money on the on these fights because I, I he keeps I missing weight? Because it, it's it was so close. It was only point two, and it and it was a fuck up administration. But it's not up. a one-off. He should have been given the other hour. Yeah, but it's not a one-off. He's done it before. I agree, but I don't think they'll force him to go up. Not after a performance like that as well. Let's face it, he should have won. In my opinion, well, I he won the he, fight. He won three of the he won the fight. Three of two rounds. 
Yeah. The judges didn't see it that way. The judges obviously gave the decision to Whitaker, or two of the three judges gave it to Whitaker anyway. But I thought Romero just nicked it. Um, but regardless, what what this did do, Dana White straight afterwards, they were like, you know, loads of fighters have been hitting you up on social media publicly saying, please don't change it, keep it as a morning weigh-in. And he was like, no. I'm telling you now, there's more fighters not on social media telling me, yes, please make it an afternoon weigh-in mm. to make me think that. More than double the amount of people are missing weight. Can and that's get... not unprofessional. Some people are going, oh, just because some fighters are unprofessional, that's not that's not the argument. Well, let's just, that's clear, a something bullshit argument. Let's just clear something up because there'll be people that are that do come over to our UFC podcast off the back of boxing and haven't been privy to all the information. What's going on? Yeah, we don't know what's going on. So last week you will have heard us talking about early weigh-ins and all this type of stuff and Nick was making so many different suggestions of what should happen, what shouldn't happen. We were suggesting new weight categories all these types of things because it is a farce at this moment in time double the amounts of people are missing weight uh, and uh, compared to over the last two years compared to the two years previous since they brought in the early morning weigh-in all right so obviously Dana White is a fight disciple he listens to the podcast yeah literally the day after we dropped last week's podcast after talking about the what our suggestions he then changes his mind and we we get a new uh, well we've gone back, back to the, the old yeah, format. we've gone back to the old format so the early morning weigh-ins are now gone it is so the ceremonial weigh-in yeah. is the weigh-in. Well, it will be. It wasn't for this event. No, but it will but be. It will be. That's, where, change it that's where we're at. So yeah. you're gonna we're going back to 24 hours, 36 hours previous rather than yeah. uh, the, the early morning weigh-in. So that's where we're at at this moment in time. We won't be doing the early morning weigh-in. So hopefully, it'll kind of fall back in line More again. More people will make weight. Hopefully, hopefully it will do. However, that didn't help Yoel at the weekend because at the weekend he was weighing in in the early morning. Yeah, and it was an administrative error that did give him an extra hour as well. But we've got, listen... Fuck it. Let's let's put a, let's put the top on the weight issue now and move on to the fight because the fight lived up to it. The fight was way more competitive than I thought it was going to be. And Whitaker obviously got the decision here, you know, rather unfairly. I thought Romero just did enough, but there was an argument in two of those rounds were pretty close that he could have uh, he could have uh, you know well, won those rounds as well. So out of no, the f- not... out of the five rounds, broke his th- hand in the first round as well. Mm. Out broke the, it. Yeah, out of the five rounds, three of them were very distinctive for me. Yeah, round one. Comfortably to Whitaker. Yeah. Round three, comfortably to Yole. Yeah. Round five, comfortably to Yole. Yeah. So you've got rounds two, two and, and round four. Now, if you look at the um, the stats, and I hate doing this because I like to judge fights with my eyes rather than what a fucking computer tells me. But if you look at the stats, the output and the significant strike landing, uh, Robert Whitaker wins both those rounds. Yes. However, if you watch it with your eyes... Romero's. Yo Romero makes bigger dints yeah, in yeah. those two rounds. Got him rocking. Got him, gets him rocking, especially at the end of the round, mm. gets him rocking, definitely causes him significantly more problems than Whitaker causes Romero in those two rounds. That's why I scored them towards Yo Romero, but I can understand why somebody else would go, well, actually, yeah, okay, he's won that. As your argument would be, that five-minute thing that you do where you go, right, who's won the One first minute. minute, who's won the second minute, who's won the third minute? And if you were to score it that way, you'd probably go Robert Whittaker. Yeah. Because Yoel, all right, he won a minute of the round, but he won it well. Yeah, yeah. Won it really well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, that's just how you score it, isn't it? It's, it's how... I don't know whether my way is the right way to score a fight or whether around in MMA. That's just the way I do it yeah. because it helps me stay on top of the five minutes, which I find a long period to judge at the end if you're not on top of it throughout. Um, but then, I, like you, I still come to the end of the fight and I still go, probably probably deserve to win that. I probably think Romero deserves to win that fight purely based on punishment and the situations that Whitaker found himself in. Yeah. But then, you know, the, the other argument is Whitaker did make weight he did fight with a broken hand for four rounds plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's what a champion does, man. And that's that's how you prove yourself to be a champion. The big disappointment here is that, or oh, certainly for Romero, is that this this got awarded fight of the night. But because Romero missed weight... Doesn't get his dough. Uh, fucking Bobby Knuckles walked away with the full underground. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> Happy days, Mr. Knuckles. Yeah, mate. It. He's had a worldie, hasn't he? He's had a Bobby's had a worldie. Yeah. That'll pay for your operation on your hand. But he's going to be out now, obviously, until next year. With mm. a broken hand, yeah, you know he won't be able to do do anything with it. But it kept a great night, and we don't often say that when there's a lot of decisions because it was a bit of a marathon watch this event, especially when you're watching it via a stream on Sunday because you've got no internet and you've got no fucking TV. Oh yeah, because you've moved house. Do you know something? I wondered why you weren't interacting with me on on because we did right. We did a radio show sa- Saturday night, yeah. So this was obviously happening in the early hours of Sunday morning. So by the time we both got home, it was starting. Yeah, yeah. On BT, right? Yeah. So I gets in there, watches the first fight. The first fight was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, the probably the best corner advice that I've ever seen in my entire life. He's a he's a, got a big fucking Mexican head. You're not gonna fucking knock him out. Stop doing that, right? I was pissing myself. That was cool. So I'm going back and forth on social media, having a bit of a crack, and I'm going, why is Nick not fucking messing? Because I was this... fucking streaming through my phone. Yeah, because That's why I, could, a... I couldn't go off. So you've gone on aeroplane yep. mode. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So normally we're like back and forth going, fucking hell, how funny with that. that was, you know what I mean? There's a bit yeah, of banter yeah. going back and forth. We're getting stuck in with people that are interacting with us on our own social media. I'm going, has he gone to bed? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was fucking streaming through my phone. So I had me, me laptop streaming through my phone and I didn't want to touch anything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I go on Twitter, it'll slow it down, this, this the thing. Because I was watching it through the UFC app. Don't get me wrong. It was perfectly legal. I was watching the early... early but you were hotspotting your but laptop via your phone. I was hotspotting my laptop via my phone, yeah. Via my 4G, because the new house hasn't isn't fully rigged yet. So, But I was... The early fights were great. I thought Charles Oliveira looked fucking sensational yeah, against man. Clay Guida. Pettis upsetting Benavidez, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I'm watching that, and I'm all through that fight. I'm like, this is a big fight. Why the fuck is this so early on the card? Yeah, yeah. Rashad And then I was Spartan. literally fucking in tears watching Rashad. I was like devastated because you know what I was talking about it last week I had a feeling that was going to happen because Anthony Smith's a fucking young lion on his way up and speaking to Danny Roberts Danny was telling me I was like oh have you seen much of Rashad in the gym in Florida and stuff during your camps and he was like well Rashad's Rashad these days you know he just kind of comes in and does his own thing and he might join a class or do that he's not like in every day he's not and when you hear shit like that you think oh fuck he's He's going in with Anthony Smith who's obviously fucking you know Chewing, chewing razor blades <laughs> fucking looking forward to the fight because for him I'm in with the former world champion yeah, yeah. this is my moment to make a mark mm. and then you hear that Rashad is not taking his career seriously and you know what at this stage in his career he's completely privy to do that but I would love to see Rashad do more TV work because he's fucking hilarious and he's a brilliant guy mm. one of my favourites because every time he interviewed him he always got on brilliant and it was just a hard watch, man. Hard it was, it was a night for Young hard. Lions, actually, wasn't it? Because I was looking down yeah. the list and like the average age of the guys that were winning was like mid to late 20s compared to, as you just mentioned, Rashad and yeah. Claire Guida and all those types of dudes. And you think to yourself, the guys at the twilight of the career were getting their hand out. Yeah. Basically, they're over him. to him. Over him, <laughs> getting destroyed by man, Curtis Blades. Man. He got fucking done. I know. Tied to a visa, beating the shit out of Arlovsky as well. Like yeah. So they're, they're good performances. Mirsad Bektic... A massive favourite of mine, Mate, as we whoa, know, whoa, we talk whoa, whoa, about all the stop, time. Stop on him, right? What the fuck is that tash? tash? What the fuck is that tash about? Yep, yeah, but he trains with Arnold Allen at TriStar. Why it must be got, a Canadian thing. Why have they all got these tashes? It thing must going be on? a fucking Montreal Canadian thing that the, the style they're in right now must be porno tash. Looking like a fucking 70s porn star. I know. 
porno tash. Is Apparently, it? that must be the look in Montreal, man. Right, must yeah. be. If you're listening to us in Montreal, please let us time, know. Yeah. Can you just, uh, I don't know. Well, send us a, a picture of your tash. Yeah, well, take, us, take a picture of yourself. Tag us in yeah. at Fight Disciples on all social medias. I just want to see what the vibe is going on in I, Montreal. I texted a mate who's, uh, who's lived in Toronto for like the last 10 years or something. And, and I was like, you know, what the fuck is going on in Montreal? And he was like, oh, mate, they're all French Canadians. They're, they're fucking backwards. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, it's just weird that they. The fighters who are popping up from that gym, from TriStar, yeah, yeah, yeah. have all got these incredible moustaches. Yeah, yeah. I thought Mirsad yeah, was good, like... by the way. I thought he was really good. I know it was yeah. a point. I know it wasn't devastating. It was a Mate, I thought Lamas, listen, I said last week, I was thought that Lamas was a fucking tough opponent, a perennial contender, massive step up again for Bektic, but he's bounced back from that that shocking loss. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. he was completely dominating the fight. And then got laid out. And got laid out. So uh, I thought it was a massive performance. I thought he went every round me. I thought he was great. Mm. But from start to finish on this particular card, prelims, we took, we saw we said last week we were surprised that some of these names were on those prelims and yeah. the early fights because of the, the stature that they hold within the UFC. So we kind of expected at least something to talk about, but they were all fucking tremendous, really, really good, up until, obviously, we uh, we got our, ourselves to the main event. And then when uh, the main event... Uh, main card. Main card, should I say, yeah. uh, kicks off, obviously, uh, we're going to have to start by maybe talking about Phil. I, because uh, as you know, I was I was streaming the fight and then I caught up with a lot of it on Sunday. I honestly never even watched it. You didn't watch film? I didn't watch film. No, I seen highlights. I seen like a three minute highlight monologue that BT Sport had put together, yeah. highlights from the fight or whatever it was. But to be honest, I, I, I put it on while I was fucking kind of half assed doing something else. Right, so. is is my analytics of film right? I don't watch this level MMA, to be honest. I haven't got time for fucking Vauxhall Conference MMA. Right, when well, here we go then. To watch. Here we go, right? I'm better at MMA than Phil. <laughs> I'm better at him, but, my, he's got, but, but he's got bigger balls than me. That's, listen, that's my analysis. My thing is, how can you train at a world-class MMA gym and train with someone like Duke Rufus every day for four years and still be shit? Mm. How bad must you be? If you can't even... It's, it's an uncomfortable watch, mate. It's a really uncomfortable watch. Mate, I swear you know, like, to God, I'm fucking in my... Know, I'm, I'm just into my 40s now, as yeah, you know. Yeah. But I swear, if if I trained every day nah. like a professional athlete nah, at, at an MMA gym nah, of that calibre nah. for four years... Mate, I saw you do white-collar boxing, mate. It was I fucking horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I truly believe I would be at a better level than that. Mm. And uh, listen, I didn't watch the full fight. Maybe the highlights were unkind. That's why I didn't. No, want they to really, weren't. I didn't want to go in <laughs> balls deep. <laughs> they weren't unkind. But I'm watching. They it actually thinking, made it look good. <laughs> mate, that's. I seen him get caught with a straight right hand, and he and he literally. I don't know what the fuck he was doing with his hands, but he was literally just had his chin up in the air, waiting to be caught with the right. And he took it on the chin. Listen, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't get knocked out. Whatever. Right. He went the distance. Is that a moral victory for Phil Brooks? Right. Check this out. This is where we're at. We are gonna give CM. We're talking CM Punk, by the way, just in case you're wondering who Phil. We is. don't call him CM Punk, no, do we? We call, call him Phil. Phil. Right. So <laughs> Phil, <laughs> you've got massive nuts, mate. Absolutely massive, massive nuts. Fair yeah. play to your son. Anybody that makes the octagon walk gets our fucking respect, no question. Yeah. Right. But we're done now. Yeah. Let's just for your own health, son, and just for just for. Do you know what this reminds me of? Can I tell you what this reminds me of? And this is why we have a. British Boxing Border Control because it's to stop bullshit happening. Rio Ferdinand in the UK tried to get a professional boxing Hang on license. a minute. These fuckers let Fre- Freddie Flintoff do a bit. I know, but that was different because Freddie... Maybe they learnt off the Freddie Flintoff Yeah, thing. maybe so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 
Rio Ferdinand, had he got his license, would have yeah. probably fucking went on a Dave show with Haymaker, I'm guessing. And he'd have probably just got he got his hand his ass handed to him by a, a, a journeyman or you know what I mean. Because the UFC kind of self-govern themselves, there's no governing body going, no, well, that guy can't fight in the UFC because mm. it's a it's a the way it's set up, it's a sports league franchise, whatever. They they can basically fucking put whoever they want on in there. And CM Punk has been brought in. They give him, tried to give him to a novice in Mickey Gall who absolutely destroyed him. And now they give him to a guy who's 0 for 1 in UFC and Mike Jackson thinking this might be a bit more about parity. And Mike Jackson, from what I've seen, lit him up like a fucking Christmas tree. However, right, Dan has kicked off with Mike Jackson. Saying what? He's shit. Yeah, because he said, you don't carry a fucking fighter, mate, for three rounds. You don't carry somebody. Yeah. You fucking lay them out is what you do. And you should have let him Listen, out. Dana White... For, listen, it's it's hard to criticize Mike Jackson now because Mike Jackson's trying to he's trying to please Dana White. So he's yeah. like, yeah, I'll come in, I'll do this. Fucking hell, if I destroy this guy in one round, it makes Dana look bad, makes the UFC look bad, it makes fucking obviously Phil Brooks look bad. We're in Chicago as well. Plus, he, plus maybe you, he's gone in there thinking, I'll carry him for three rounds. This will make Dana happy because the crowd. Not get only what they that, want. not only that, right? These guys are used to rolling with legit guys, of right? So therefore, it's a competitive fight, and you've got to yeah, be sharp, Punk's and you've got to be at your game with Duke Rufus. Yeah, like, but what does yeah. This, how does this, mate? From the listen. outside, how does this look on Duke Rufus? Right. This guy's been training there for four years. But if you're Mike Jackson, right, you get into the octagon, and within thirty seconds, you think to yourself, "Fucking hell, what's this all about?" <laughs> right. You feel uncomfortable in yourself. Yeah. It's like we've spoken to, for example, when we spoke to Bellew about the hair, the first hair fight and hair was injured. Yeah. You feel guilty. You feel guilty for giving somebody a good hiding that's obviously just shit or or not with it. You can't beat up a dude that's fucking incapacitated. Can you? you just can't do that. But that's, maybe that's what Dana White's saying. It's like, this is the UFC. That's what he is saying. He's saying to Mike, he said, listen, if you get in there and you've got an opportunity to light somebody out and lay them out, you lay them out. That's what you do. And he's criticised people like that before. If you remember Anderson Silva, fucking, you know, he, he carried Damian Meyer in a world title fight and shit like that, and he got a lot of criticism for it. But listen, Dana White made this fight. I, 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 listen, that's the end of Phil. I wonder how many now, pay-per-views it did, though, because I mean, of Phil. Because of Phil, <laughs> I'm telling you. But that's the end of Phil now. I think I think we've I think we've seen enough of Phil now. I don't think the UFC will put him anywhere near a fight card again because it is about this is supposed to be the best of the best, and that is not the best of the best. You know what? No, I wouldn't hate on this if they'd have announced it as an exhibition bout. Yeah, I wouldn't have hated on it. I'd have been fucking cool with it. Put as many exhibition bouts on as you want. KSW at the weekend out in fucking Poland or whatever they are. That Marius Pudzianowski, the former world's strongest man, was fighting some other bodybuilder or actor or whatever. But they kind of go, here we go. Here's the here's like the fun part of the show. Yeah, yeah. They don't kind of go, okay, here's, here's, here's another sit well, and sell it exactly how they do the main events. Well, what's his name's on it, isn't it? That Dave Bautista, the uh, geezer that plays, is it Baptista or something he in the to. WWE? I'm sure he does like them, doesn't he? He rocks up and does no, white collar. Da- or... Dave Bautista, yeah, he fought MMA, but he didn't fight at this level. He went and fought like regional level yeah, that's MMA. Yeah, I mean. had, had a couple of fights. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. A little bit But tickle, he yeah. could easily have gone, hey, Dana, can I fight the UFC? And Dana fucking jizzed all over himself and gone, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But Bautista, obviously, thought I ain't, I ain't that good it's just mad that Phil Brooks has gone fuck it man I'll fight in the UFC and and he's just been found out royally mm. and hopefully now I hope, he's been, I hope he's been paid royally as well that's the end of it no you know what if you want to continue fighting mate Bellator they'll fucking take you in a heartbeat but it's one of them and it, I think the UFC have just got to be tough now and go you know what 
we, we basically said to a generation of fighters, the Vandalays, the Rampages, the Chael Sonnens, listen, your time's done. See you later. Go and front Bellator's fucking yeah. Bellator's thing. We're going to focus on being the best of the best. They, In hindsight, they probably should have done the same thing with Phil Brooks. They looked at the money first. They now need to close the door on it. And you know what? Phil Brooks versus that kid from Geordie Shore. Okay. They both got the same weird fringe. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Dodgy tats. Let's do it. They've got <laughs> prison tats. Reality TV. So there you go. Conclusions from uh, UFC 225 are that we will watch Whitaker Romero again. Yes, please. And again and again. CM Punk, thank you very much, mate. Leave it. See you later. Leave it be. Bye, Phil. And the final piece of the jigsaw is that we knew that Colby was a dick. <laughs> yeah. But he's an even bigger dick than we actually thought. <laughs> I'm just going to play something now. I'm going to shut up. So Colby has oh, beaten... we got the clip. Yeah. To Bispin. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So Colby has beaten RDA, right? Beaten him. He then gets on the mic with his shades on. So he's got his shades on, right? It looked like something from the rest, WWF back in the fucking 80s, didn't it? He's looking like macho man Randy Savage. Absolutely. Right? He's got the belt over his shoulder, the fake belt. Yeah. Uh, and he's having a little bit of a chat with uh, Karen Bryant. Uh, Bispin's on there. Uh, Kenny's on there as well. They're all having a wee bit of a chat. On the Fox desk. Yeah, on the Fox desk to the boy. I'm going to shut up now and just get your popcorn out and just enjoy this. Bispin and Colby Covington going in on each other. How do you feel about your own performance tonight? All my haters in one studio. I appreciate it, guys. Uh-oh. But uh, what, what kind of what kind of excuses are you going to make for RDA now? What are you going to say? He's a lightweight. He's overweight, this and that. We know you're going to make excuses. No one's ever going to legitimize me. And Michael hey, Bisman, no I thought making, you said your coach Jason Pereira was good. No one's making excuses, Colby. You fought a good fight. Why are you, uh, why, why are you so defensive? Why are you going to be a prick? I'm not defensive. Just all you guys work RD up. You gave him a false sense of security that he was a god. He was unbeatable at 170. Now I just beat him. I, I, I want to well, hear the well, excuses well, that you guys makes are going to make. That makes it even better for you. So, you know, we said he was a great opponent. You went out there. We just said, I don't know if you care to listen. I know you just had a fight and you've been hitting the head a few times, but obviously you don't think too straight. We just said you fought a very, very good fight. If you care to listen, open your ears and stop talking so much crap for one minute. You might hear that we actually gave you some uh, compliments. Stop talking crap. Colby. Isn't, that, isn't that your king? That's what you do the best. No, well, that, That's well, all you do is talk. Well, well Colby, Colby, Colby let's, let's talk about Michael Bisman, who you why, do you, talk- why don't you come out, boy? Hey, hey, come out of retirement, Bispin. I'm retiring you for good. Okay. Hey, that's the best joke I've heard all day. Good one. Take your gauge off, bud. You look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, good one. Let's look to the future, Colby. Who, you were calling out Tyron in the ring. Is that something that you want to do next? Obviously, I'm the undisputed champion now, and everybody knows this is the real bet. I was supposed to fight Tyrone Woodley last December. He bitched out. He's he's hanging out in Hollywood. He's gossiping on on Card about the Kardashians and Justin Bieber. He needs a cut. If he's probably tired at home, he's probably still out of breath. So whenever he wants to come back and get a chance at my belt, I'm waiting for him. Let's do it in Madison Square Garden. Kobe, how, how do you see this fight playing out against Tyron? I see me breaking him in the first or second round and him quitting in the third round. He has no cardio. He just backs up. He's real predictable to fight. It's an easier fight than RDA. RDA is a tougher fight. He has a lot of cardio. Tyrone Woodley has no cardio. I will melt Tyrone Woodley and finish him. So let me ask you this. You know, you're coming at me hard. I'm going to come at you hard. You're standing there with that shiny belt on your shoulder. Do you actually consider yourself the welterweight champion of the world? Because I'm pretty sure Tyrone Woodley actually lays claim to that. 
Nah, he doesn't lay claim to nothing, man. This is my belt. I'm the undisputed champ. Tyrone Woodley, he's been hiding, man. We were supposed to fight, Bisman. Whether you want to say it, look at the facts. UFC offered him the fight last December. He's hiding. He's been ducking everybody in the division. He doesn't want to fight. I'm here to make the division great again. And you know what I'm going to do by making the division great again? I'm going to the White House. I'm putting this on Donald Trump's desk. Do you have the invite to go to the White House? Or is that just another, you know, fragment of your imagination, like being the champ? Uh, the only figment of my imagination is you must not be seeing right with that one eye. Hey, hey, buddy, don't worry about it. At least I'm not wearing shades. At least I'm proud of the way I look. Listen, you were talking about Tyron Woodley. You're going to take the fight in July or August, whenever it was. You're going to do that or not? Are you going to run around and be, be, be the champ, float around the White House for a while, be controversial for the sake of it? See, now we're on my terms, mother, motherfucker. All it's right. when I want to go. Ty Tyron Woodley's been ducking. He hasn't been wanting to fight. He's gossiping about the Beavers, man. Come on, let's be honest. He's in TMZ. He's doing these backup movie roles that go straight to DVDs. So <laughs> he ain't got nowhere to hide. He ain't got nowhere to run. He's out of gas at home right now. Whenever he wants to come unify, let's do it, baby. This is the real belt. Uh, was there any point where, where you felt like you, you were hurt or tired against RDA? No, not, not at one point, man. I, I got the best cardio in the division in the world. So, you know, I was going forward. I want to put a high-pressure pace on it, and there was, no, there was no point where I was in trouble. I was implementing my game plan, and no one can hang with that game plan. I'm telling you, it's a different thing when you're in the octagon with me. All right, so um, <laughs> it's hard for me to have any questions for you. Um, what were you affected at all by... The, the uppercut to the stomach. There was an uppercut to the stomach. <laughs> we that affected all by the fans, the, the booing. Hey, man, I'm the most entertaining fighter in the game. Everybody wants to see me fight. Whether you want to see me win or you want to see me lose, it's all emotion, and everybody's drawn into my fight. So, you know, I'm a pay-per-view draw. Everybody wants to see me fight now. I'm the king of the UFC now. Hey, congrats, congratulations. You did very well, but, you know... Give me, let me give you a bit of advice. Just tone it down a little notch. Enjoy the moment. Lose the chip on the shoulder just a little bit. And that's coming from an old pro who's been there, done it, and got the T-shirt. Yo, I, I don't need your advice. I got the best advice nah, in the world do, over an Amer American top <laughs> team. No, I definitely don't. No, no. You didn't do nothing All right. right. All right, Colby, we know you've got a lot of people to get to at the press conference and everything. You've got a lot to talk about. So congratulations again on the win. And uh, we will see you in the octagon with Tyron Woodley. See you soon, Tyrone Woodley. Don't don't bitch out, let you little tyke will. The best the best bit <laughs> was Michelle Waters. She was like going, What the fuck is this guy on? I've no questions for this guy. He's just an absolute arsehole. He's like he reminds me. <laughs> do you know like when you get them high school jock um movies? Yeah. He's he's basically Stifler. That's yeah. what he is, isn't he? He is Stifler. That's who he is. He's a fucking moron, is the lad. Take take a little bit of advice from a geezer that has been a dickhead in in, yeah. in in his time. This is what you do now in order to adhere yourself to the fans. I don't need any of that, Bispin. You didn't do nothing right. <laughs> Beavis and butted. That's what he is, mate. He's like, because uh, I'm obviously with the kids. It reminds me of, have you seen Monsters University where they go back to uh, Monsters Inc. where they go to university? And as a kid, there's one of the one of the monsters in the other thing is called Johnny Worthington. And that's what he's like. He's like the school fucking jock. Is it? Johnny Worthington, yeah. Funny guy. Listen, regarding... I like, like him, man. I like Cody. Do you? I embrace this bullshit because he's a fucking idiot. And I embrace the fact no. that the welterweight division... I said this last week. I wanted Cody to win just because I wanted that. I wanted that interview. 
I wanted the pantomime of the welterweight division to roll forward because Woodley's nowhere to be seen. He's kind of right in that regard. Woodley's fucking rode off into the sunset with the belt. And Covington, at least he's putting, the, at least he's out there. So Covington against Till is the fight to make, I think, next. Because if there's no Woodley, if Woodley's not coming back, he's going to stay injured and do whatever. I think Covington versus Till Can is the fight to make. Can you imagine that? Mate, the fucking mate, chat mate, would be mental. the chat is going to be mental. sick. It would be unreal, wouldn't it? It would be unreal. Regarding his performance against RDA, because, listen, I, t- I tipped last week RDA. I thought RDA would have too much for him, too much experience. To- he'd all man him a little bit. But fair play, Colby. Yep. He's writing what he says. His cardio was fucking outstanding. He never stepped off the gas. He just yep. kept going, kept going. Take down, take down. Bang, 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 bang. Take down, take down. Bang, bang, bang. That was the fight. Yeah. Fair play, man. Fair play. You can't argue against it because he was well worthy the winner. Mate, you can't you can't moan about it. You can't praise Khabib for doing it and moan a Kobe for doing no, it. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Not at all. If it wins rounds, it wins rounds. It is what it is. It's not listen, we're not sat here going, Wow. No, definitely not. And he's but, and he's because he's not that type of fighter. But what he does is he does it well. Hmm. And he grinds it through and he's learnt now to sell himself on the microphone. Don't forget, kinda like Charles Sonnen. Colby Covington was just another fucking welterweight until somewhere 18 months ago, it, the penny dropped with him and he thought, I'm going to have to sell myself. I'm going to have to turn into a dick. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that Chelsea on and, uh, tweeted off the back of that fight? No, I didn't see it, no. So the fight finished. I told you I was fucking streaming it through my phone, right. so I couldn't, I couldn't interact. So the fight finished. Um, it's announced that uh, Colby's champ. Yeah. And I'm flicking on my social media feed. Chelsea on and goes... At last, the welterweight division is alive. <laughs> do you see a little bit of yourself in this kid, do you? <laughs> Just a bit. Just a bit. No, but it is alive now because we have got characters and we've got some fantastic talent in there. We've got some interesting matchups. I know that we've slagged off uh, Kamaru Usman, but he's still a sensational fighter. Yeah. Uh, just a boring one. Colby's style isn't necessarily what I want to go and watch, but I... As you say, effective. he gets on the microphone and he sells the fight. Yeah. We just bloody played an interview out that we didn't do yeah. for five minutes on uh, American TV because it was absolutely captivating because he's a dickhead. Yeah. Obviously, our boy's Darren Till, but you've got other guys in there. I mean, Ardiez still in there. You've still got Ponza Nibio in there. Robbie Lawler and the champ. All these guys, I mean, yeah. The welterweight division is, is bubbling right now. And who knows what GSP is going to do? GSP could come back into this mix as well. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see what Sean Shelby and Dana do with it now. Because yeah. they, they gave us a fantastic six-week period. Yeah. Now it's a case of, okay, we've we've kind of got a few questions answered. We've still got a few questions still to ask. Yeah. Um, I, think, so, I think so. Where do right we go now next? the big question for the entire division is, where's Woodley, what's he at, and what's the time scale? And if Woodley's not back before the end of the year, Covington Till is next, I think. That's the fight to make. Because Covington, Usman, is anyone really going to want to watch that? No. Just two fellas umping each other on do the deck. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think that makes sense, but... Those two make sense, and I think Ponza Nibio Usman make sense. They're the fights to make, in my opinion, but good, man. Do you know what? Before we sign off on this card as well and move on, Holly Hom. Yeah, man. Mate, what a fucking gritty performance that was. Absolutely turned back the clock, didn't she? She was under pressure after a few needed defeats, man. Needed to turn back the clock, She mate. fucking needed a, a performance like that, and she did it, man. She she was excellent, mm. absolutely excellent. Beat the shit out of Megan Anderson, who, by the way, Megan... Bit of fake tan, girl. Fucking hell. Did you see the kip of them legs? Oh, my God. You could see the veins through your fucking skin. Get a bit of fake tan on there, mate, kid. Mate. Someone give the... her a fake bakes number, for Christ's sake. She's not on the fucking beach. This is a fight, you belly. fucking Australian. She should give, know better. I don't give a shit. We're not here for the fucking modelling contest. Oh, mate. 
This is kick the shit out of she the st- fucking opponent. She stepped in the octagon and I fucking threw up a little bit of my mouth. Oh, her legs were so white. Mate, Jesus Christ. I reckon that was that dodgy feed that you were watching, mate. Come on, kid. Them legs were white, weren't they? I haven't seen legs like that for a long time. Listen, Holly Litterup, well done, Holly. Superb stuff. I'm glad that she ended that skid. Um, she wants to do the business once again at £135. Do you reckon she can do it against Nunes? Yes, and, and I did see, that was one tweet I did see, Amanda Nunes had jumped on straight away saying, come on, let's do it. And I think, you know, she, Holly certainly feels like she's got a bit of unfinished business in that bantamweight division. I think that's a fantastic fight to make. It's just it sells, doesn't it? Holly Holm, Amanda sells. Nunes sells like fuck. Of course it does. You Kick. know, I think the striker against striker, let's have it. Exactly. And I think, you know, at Bantamweight, you know, she lost the belt to, to Misha Tate. She ran into Shevchenko, who was a monster. Then she basically got forced to move up to Featherweight to fight Duranda May, who fouled the fuck out of her to take that belt. Mm. Um, Bounced back against Correa, lost the Cyborg. You know what I mean? It, it best way where is, been to the Where is Duranda May? You just you just mentioned someone there that I did I've totally forgot about. Where is Jermaine Durandame? Can someone put a fucking lost and found out? She's sitting in the bulldog in Amsterdam just smoking her brains out, yeah, I think. Where where is she? No fucking idea. Fell off the edge of the world. This is what happens, you see, when you when you cross when you cross the UFC and Dana White and you're still fringe, you get chopped off. Wow. She's gone, baby. Mm. No, I don't know. She's she's obviously an active. She hasn't even got a fight. Uh, on the books, but obviously here refusing to fight Chris Cyborg, they did no favours whatsoever, so she's fell off the edge of planet MMA, baby. It's a shame, man, because <clears> I thought that she was the second coming after that fight. She fouled the fuck out of Holly, if you remember. She no. kept hitting her after the bell. Listen, right, I kind of like fight, that. man. I kind of like that she was a dirty bastard. Yeah, I like it. You know. It takes all kinds, doesn't it? We need Buzzer goes, give him a crack. Just let him know that you're about. It's nice to see the preacher's daughter come back, though, because she's Very fucking so. diamond, Holly Holm. Yeah, she is. She's such, a, she's such a good athlete, and she's had an incredible career. And I'd love to see a fight for the title. And I think Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm is a massive fight. Mm. And I think a performance like that is what she needed. She ragdolled the shit out of Megan Anderson. Okay. And we've never seen Holly Holm do that before as no. well. No, no, no. Holly Holm is like, you know, a striker. But she proved at the weekend all them little trips and everything else, a little bit of judo trips going on. She's a well-rounded MMA fighter. This leads me on nicely to the first female inductee to the Hall of Fame. Do you see, do you see how I just chew on this shit together, man? I'm just sewing it all together. You could go to the awards ceremonies and pick them up because you're the good-looking one. I'll just fucking sew the nonsense together, sunshine. Uh, Ronda Rousey, congratulations. Wrestling star. Um, being <laughs> wrestling star. Being uh, inducted, the first female inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Absolutely outstanding. Absolutely rightfully so. Because we kind of spoke about Holly on a radio show that we were doing. Uh, not Holly. Uh, Ronda at the weekend, weren't we? We were talking about her. Because we were talking about the Forbes Rich list. Yeah. And we were talking about, obviously, um, would there be another star from the UFC that can infiltrate the Forbes Rich List? This year, you may have seen that, obviously, five fighters in general made the Forbes Rich List. Connor being the one from Mixed Martial Arts in the top four, uh, $99 million with his fight with Floyd Mayweather. Obviously, Floyd's at the top there. You've got Anthony Joshua in there. Canelo and Triple G also are in there. No females at all. Not even Serena Williams from the World of Tennis made it because, obviously, she was off having babies. But nobody's in there uh, from the female game. So, obviously, the tennis girls get in there. Um, some from the the female golf tour get in there every now and again, uh, but I was just having a little bit of a chat with you at the weekend when about where's the next one from the world of USC? Ronda was that breakout girl going and obviously getting big purses for fighting, but also making big movie appearances and endorsement deals and various things like that. 
And you look around the UFC and you probably think to yourself, Paige Van Zandt has everything outside the octagon, but does she have it inside the octagon? Mm -hmm. But then you look at all the girls that are inside the octagon, for example, Nunes, does she have it outside the octagon? I don't know, man. Where mm. is that Where is that star going to come that can break $25 million a year to get themselves on this list? I think the only person that's got the potential in the UFC just because of her marketability outside of it, but whether she's got the talent inside of it, I don't know, would probably be Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether she's talented enough inside the, inside the octagon. The difference with Ronda and the reason why she's in the Hall of Fame, of course, is that she's absolutely the pioneer of women's MMA. She was the one that made Dana White do a complete 180 on his repeated statement saying, you will never see women inside the octagon. Yet her performances in strike force and her meteoric rise to the top of the sport and her brutality and her personality of being an ass kicker and everything else, he, she changed his mind, and next thing you know, she was headlining the UFC. She was the UFC champion. She completely and utterly never opened the door. She fucking smashed the, the doors wide open for women to move into mixed martial arts at this level in the UFC. So she 100% deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. She absolutely was a pioneer. Ultimately, like Brock Lesnar, she was completely found out for being a bit of a one-trick pony and having massive holes in a game, just like Brock didn't like getting punched in the face. But in that time period Brock played an amazing role in the UFC's growth and Ronda Rousey played a, literally no one will ever compare to Ronda Rousey the impact she's had on women's MMA yeah, I agree. no one can ever have that kind of impact again because she was the one that changed the sport changed the look of the sport so for phenomenal me, that she has been put in yeah for me it's a shame with Ronda because I think that she just got a little bit uh, carried away with the, with what she was doing because she was blazing the trail and she was this badass that was ripping everybody to pieces but then, and if she'd have stuck with that, yeah, that's you it. could argue could she could she's still be doing it. That's now. where I'm going now, mate. Because I'm thinking to myself, and we say it all the time about these guys that are brilliant at one particular thing, i.e., judo, i.e., Brazilian jiu-jitsu, karate, whatever it may be. But then all of a sudden, think they can stand and bang with the best stand and bangers in the fucking land. That's where she fell down. Yeah, going toe to toe with Holly Holm, the best boxer, kickboxer in the female game. What the fuck are you doing? Get her on the deck, rip her arm off. That's all you need to do. It might not be the sexiest, the most attractive way yeah. of going about doing it, but if you do it in two minutes, people are going to go fucking of crazy course. for it. And listen, at some stage, you know, she'd have come up against someone. If she'd have continued to they just can nullify what close she does. the difference, pull guard, go for the armbar, whatever it may be, she would eventually have come up with someone who could have nullified her. You're right, and she would have got found out ultimately anyway. But it would have delayed yeah. what happened because obviously she's in. Edmund Tardverdian's gym, which is a traditionally a boxing gym, you know she's 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 throwing hands like she knows what she's doing when she doesn't. She's obviously got by now loads of people blowing smoke up her ass that she's going to be this this and this. Mike Tyson's fucking watching her hitting pads and shit like that, and she gets in with Holly Holm thinking I'm going to outbox a two time Ring Magazine female boxer of the year. Yeah, it's fucking absolutely nonsense. Yeah, she got found out. The thing with Ronda is which. Is the is the only disappointing thing is, in regards to her legacy, she went away and she never got better as a mixed martial artist. She she went away, she licked her wounds. It was kind of embarrassing that she never faced up to the feet. You know, she took it really hard, which I think people spoiled, like spoiled pe kid. people yeah. like Connor have shown us how to lose and how to lose properly in this sport. Yeah. And she never did that. She went away and she spat a dummy out. Then she came back, but it was all very like, but she's not doing any media. So Nunes can't do media and all that bullshit. And then when she got back in there, 
she hadn't changed one iota. The fact that she'd stuck with Edmund and hadn't changed gyms and everything else. She she must have literally thought, you know what, it was a one-off against Holly Holm. What I'm doing is right. Or someone's telling her the bullshit story when in reality she had to go away and completely and utterly rebuild a game from the ground up. She wasn't willing to do that because there was too many opportunities for her, both in TV and ultimately now in wrestling, which is the perfect fit for her. Mm. I think Ronda Rousey is, like again, like Brock, a mark in time, an amazing moment, changed the face of the sport in that moment, but ultimately she would, she never had any longevity for the sport. The talent wouldn't allow it. Mm. Um, there's no fights this weekend, is there? There's no uh, major- Cage Warriors 94 in Antwerp, Belgium for the hard cause. Get stuck into that. There's mm. some cracking fights on there, but no, there's no UFC. No. We've got a week off and then we've got Cowboy against Rocky Edwards in Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. Which we'll get stuck into next week, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, just a quick one. There was a fight actually made uh, this week, which I thought that you would uh, like. It is uh, another one for uh, Demetrius Johnson. Uh, Henry Sejudo. We've seen it before, boys, uh, but they're going at it again, UFC 227. What is the fucking point? Can we go back to talk about Phil Brooks again? <laughs> <laughs> I've got absolutely no time whatsoever for anything regarding TJ Dillashaw unless it's a proper fight. TJ pro- Dillashaw t- sorry, Demetrius Johnson? Demetrius Johnson, unless, unless it's, it's TJ Dillashaw, Dillashaw is yeah. what I want to say, yeah. I, uh, I refuse to spit his name because, listen... He's not acting like a pound-for-pound champion. He's not acting like the greatest of all time. The fighter he thinks he is or wants to be, he's so far away from because of the way he's trying to pick and choose his opponents as a world champion. Mm. To go back in with someone he's beat before, he he actually thinks that's going to interest anyone. What, where are they going to? Where the UFC going to put that? Thing is, so judo it's got to be a Fox card, surely, because so, that ain't no fucking pay per view. He's never been pay per view anyway. UFC two two seven. Oh, it's on the fringe of UFC two two seven. Oh, it's, it's so basically he's gone to go on TJ's undercard instead of fighting TJ. All right. Is that what the fucking number one fight on the planet does? It's, seriously, is that where it's gone? He's gone to the fucking undercard of TJ. He could have fought TJ Dillashaw at the top of the card at UFC 227, but instead he's decided to defend us. That's not right. He's not on 227, is he? You're winding me up. No, it's on 227. You're fucking winding Mate, it's me on up. 227. It's on 227. It's on 227. So, How embarrassing. In, in, in defense, How embarrassing. Listen, in defense of Sujudo, he's much improved yeah, since um, that first fight. I, I ain't knocking Henry Sujudo. Yeah. I'm knocking the so-called fucking self-styled goat. Goat. Fuck off. Demetrius Johnson, man. I'm sick of this bullshit. Technically, he's brilliant. Technically, he's brilliant. But being the king of the smallest pond in the UFC or the biggest fish in the smallest pond in the UFC forever does not make you the greatest of all time. It makes you a pussy bitch. <laughs> Said it. Fucking fuming. I cannot believe that's gone on 227. He could have main event against TJ Dillashaw in a legacy fight. A legacy fight. Even the TJ moving down, I would still define that as a legacy fight yeah. for Demetrius Johnson because TJ Dillashaw is legit. He's a new, fresh guy who is a world champion up a bantamweight. Or... DJ moves up a bantamweight, or they fucking put it right in the middle of a catchweight. That's a legacy-defining shit. Instead, you're going to go over all ground on the undercard, and you expect people to think you're the best fighter on the planet. Pussy-ass bitch. No comment. (laughs) Human. I knew that would wind you up. I knew it would get you going, son. I hope it's on the fucking opening of the prelims. Mate, doesn't even deserve made card status. Mate, he's defending his world title. It ain't going to be on the fuck. fucking prelims, is it? Don't give a fuck. It may as well be made of chocolate. 
means nothing that belt anymore. I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed, Demetrius Johnson. I'm embarrassed for you. Mm. Um, any, is there any surprise that Demetrius Johnson walks out to the same re- ring music as Joe Joyce in boxing? Probably not. There you go. Are you happy now? No, feeling. Right, okay. We'll leave it there because he's in a mood. Um, <laughs> there's no fights to get stuck into. Make sure you come and join us next week as we preview Cowboy versus uh, Rocky Edwards. Massive opportunity for Rocky. Come on, Rocky. Can he do the business in Singapore? He's rocking um, the mic now, Rocky. We'll be, uh, we'll be talking about this on next week's show. Make sure you come and join us. And like he said, if you're an hardcore, I've no doubt you'll be getting stuck into the Cage Warriors show uh, this weekend as well. Um, please subscribe to us via iTunes, Fight Disciples. You can get Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. Probably fuming. At Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Get stuck in. We will catch you next time. Come on, son. I'll take you for a caramel latte. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.